and welcome back to moody a true crime podcast i'm tamara i'm azriella and today is azriella's turn and what is your case okay i just want to clarify sorry if it like comes like i'm talking weird i'm really tired and i just got off of work and i have to read off like 13 pages oh my god <laughs> so bear with me because i'm a dumb bitch who can't read anything i wrote <laughs> Okay. okay. So today we're gonna be doing I made a name case on Jody Arias. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Is that why you wouldn't tell me where it was from? Yeah. Okay, fun fact, my sister was in prison with Jody Arias. No way. Yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. should have like been like, hey Monica <laughs> She was like she was in there at the same time and she said, Yeah, we we watch her like just doing her thing and it's really weird just to watch. Oh my god. She said that we could see her making phone calls and stuff and I was like, Oh. How'd you find this case? Um, I was thinking about doing cases, I was looking up, like, just different cases, and I was like, you know what, I was either gonna do this one, or I'm not gonna say the other one I was gonna do. I called my mom, and I was like, which one should I do? She's like, Jody Arias, and I was like, okay. Wow. So. Mediator. Thank you, Cynthia. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mama. Alright, so, let's get started. Jody Arias was born July 9th, 1980. She's a cancer, by the way, which says a lot about her. (laughs) I wouldn't expect her to become a murderer as a cancer. Maybe as a Gemini, but... <laughs> as your son is a Gemini. <laughs> but Gemini women are just built different. Um, she was born in uh, Salinas, California. Please don't at me for mispronouncing things. I'm a dumb bitch. Um, she has brown eyes, brown hair. Her parents are William Angelo and Sandy Arias. She has three siblings. Um, Angela, her younger sister... Joey, her younger brother, and Carl, um, who is two years younger than her. Okay. Okay, so she may also have a half-sister. It was very unclear. One article said she had a half-sister, but when I looked it up, the only sister that came up was Angela, so nobody quote me on that. (laughs) Okay, so she had a pretty normal childhood, but according to Jody, there was uh, some slight abuse. So, uh, she would be hit with belts and wooden spoons, but she said that her childhood was almost ideal. So, I don't know. Almost ideal besides the getting beat with... That was her quote saying that there was slight child abuse. There's no proof of that at all, but I don't know. I, there's something that she says, she says during this case that makes me feel like she was just trying to make people feel bad for her. Well, maybe, but I also got hit with belts and wooden spoons when I was growing up. So did I. Bare ass. Gang gang. <laughs> That's called, don't do that. Don't hit your kids. Especially not with fucking... Yeah, don't, it's very traumatizing. Please don't do that. However. <laughs> okay. If you're a man. <laughs> if you're my boyfriend. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, so she started showing interest in things like photography mm-hmm. at age 10 um she continued that as an adult and had like her own photography business and she was actually really good at it i looked it up uh not to like you know hype up the Jody areas but <laughs> she was pretty good she attended sorry i did not look up any pronunciations on these <laughs> Shereka union high school she dropped out in the 11th grade and what she ended up earning her ged later on in life Around, like, 2004, so four years before the incident, she attended her uh, best friend Patty's wedding. They had been friends since uh, childhood. 
at first, Patty thought she wasn't going to be able to show up because she said that she didn't. Then she surprised there and it was like, she like popped out like, oh my god. And, um, oh my god, you made it. <laughs> she offered to take uh, her wedding pictures for her. According to Patty, uh, Jody seemed uh, pretty normal and a very full life when they were younger. They met in grade school. According to Patty, uh, she was a beautiful person with a super kind heart and a good friend. Uh, this is a quote from her. Okay. So Patty did not testify during um, the case because uh, she was in fear of her life and her child's life. People were posting her name and address all over the internet, and like they were uh, doxing her for what reason? <laughs> because she was friends with her. Friends does not mean that you are an accomplice to the murder. Exactly. People were, like, sending her death threats and, like, uh, putting her description of her house online. What the fuck? And, um, people were also hacking her, uh, Facebook. It's like, okay, I understand that they were childhood friends, but you can't just automatically assume that you were gonna know that your your best friend from childhood was gonna turn out to be a murderer. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. Can't speak on that. <laughs> so, in her early 20s, Jody uh, worked various different jobs. She worked at a restaurant called Ventana Inn and the spa in um, Carmel? Carmel? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> um, this Love is this. Where, this is where she met her... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. I'm so nervous. <laughs> they can't see you. I know they can't see me, but they can hear my voice and hear me going, uh, uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this. <laughs> and yet she wanted to do this podcast. I did. I'm hoping I'll get more confident with this, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> we'll we'll this is where she met her first longtime boyfriend, uh, Daryl Brewer, uh, while working at the inn. <clears throat> they did it for four years. Uh, Daryl described Jodi as a mature beyond her ears. Her ears? Her years. <laughs> mature beyond her years. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not making fun of anything, you guys. I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm really bad at reading. <laughs> well, how old is Jodi right now? Uh, right now she's in her early 20s, so like around like 25. And she's mature? What kind of 25 year old are you hanging around? Well, According to him, like, she was just a really good worker, um, and he just, he trusted her with, like, his entire life. Don't. (laughs) Don't do that. He had his, uh, son, his son was around seven years old at this time, and he trusted, he trusted Jody completely. Like, they would, uh, always hang out, and he would, like, leave his son with her when he went to work. Sure, she's not a child murderer, but... According to Daryl at first, he wasn't attracted to her when they first met. Have you seen her? Yeah, she's there. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> but apparently when they got they started uh, getting closer and she started working there more, he started uh, developing feelings for her. Mm-hmm. How it goes when you look past looks. You get down to the person, and then you realize that, oh, your looks aren't everything. But yes, uh, she was just like, a very kind-hearted person, according to him, and... Apparently, everyone just thinks that she's just a great person. I don't know where they... I mean, maybe when you knew her. (laughs) And they did normal couple things, you know, like uh, hiking, fishing, camping, and bowling. 
She's outdoorsy. She is very outdoorsy. Not like other women. She was also very liked by a lot of his friends, which is kind of crazy when I get to, like, another part of this, uh, you know, story. Not story, but case. Um. <laughs> You're like, I made this up. <laughs> no, it's all in my head. The voices. <laughs> Her name is Yodi Arias. <laughs> Yodi. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, they they ended up buying a house together, and everything just seemed super perfect. So Um, what the fuck? (laughs) Like they were together for four years, and then well, okay. So what happened was that. Uh, Daryl had said that he would have married Jody, but he, <laughs> he dodged a bullet. <laughs> but he was just like too busy with his life at the moment, with work and like taking care of his son, and he felt like um, if he was to marry Jody, it would take away his time that he gets to spend with his son, and he he thought it wasn't fair for either one of them. That's not how that works. Yeah, I know. Um, so. <laughs> Men just not wanting to commit. <clears throat> According to Daryl, uh, Jody began changing in the spring of 2006, so two years before the murder. Um, this is when she started attending the Nor- uh, the Mormon Church, uh, working with oh. the prepaid legal program, and then she started missing work and coming late, like a lot. So it all flows back to religion. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that this would come up. <laughs> I'm so happy that I did because. I mean, Sorry if you're religious, but look at what happens when people become religious. So Jody had said that she wanted marriage after she started attending the Mormon church. Before that, like the topic of marriage only came up once, and it was just like something that was up in the air, but never really stated. Um, but after she started attending the church, uh, she no longer wanted to be intimate with him because she wanted to save herself because she thought she was living in sin. Listen, having sex with a man is not living in sin. Murdering a man. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but save yourself. It's Who fine. am I to, <laughs> to judge? <laughs> you do you. It's okay. It's fine. No, don't. God will forgive you oh. as long as you ask. <laughs> you know how that works when yeah, murderers are like, I found God, and then yeah, all their that sins means, are forgiven. That means that you're admitting to what you did. Yeah. So Piece of shit. Jody became unrecognizable to Daryl because from the person that he knew, the responsible, like, young woman that he knew was no longer there. You would think becoming involved in a Mormon church, she would have been more mm, tight-knit, uptight, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I know. You would think. They ended up separating in the winter of of 2006. Okay. okay, and then while uh, working at the prepaid legal uh, program, uh, she ended up meeting Travis Alexander. Who later becomes her victim. Yeah. Uh, they met in September 2006, two years before the murder, at a conference that he was speaking at. He was 30 at the time, and he was a motivational speaker and a sales representative for the prepaid legal program. Jody was 28 at this time. And at the time that they met, she was working in the sales department while also working at the inn and doing her photography. So she was just, like, doing a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a woman of all trades. <laughs> there was an immediate attraction between the two. 
And mm. according to Jody, their uh, relationship became sexual after a week. Oh, so Mormon of you. So, if you like, look at the times, Jody and Daryl didn't split up until the winter of 2006. Mm-hmm. So, if their relationship became sexual while uh, in September of 2006, Jody was cheating on Daryl. Oh, piece of shit. If I have that correct, which I tried double checking and everything seemed like right. So, yeah, I think that Jody was cheating on Daryl. And using the Mormon thing. Mm -hmm, As like, I don't want to be sexual. My thing is, I think that maybe she lost her sexual attraction to Daryl and was like, I don't want this. So I, but I really want Travis. But I want to string this man along for what other reason. Exactly. Gross. The things you learn. Exactly. I know. So, uh, Travis was living in Arizona at the time, and they started, uh, traveling together. When they weren't together, they would email each other, and there were over 82,000 emails that they sent from each other. In two years? Mm Mm-hmm. 82,000. And they talked on the phone every single day. Emails. Not, like, text messages? Emails, yeah. This is 2006. (laughs) (laughs) Emails. (laughs) Sorry. I could see in the past eight and a half years, there's been 82,000 text messages between me and Eric, but that's in eight years. That's a lot of emails. That's a lot. And for 2006, when, like, computers weren't really that advanced, (laughs) you're like, (laughs) typewriters. (laughs) Is that how 2006 was to you? (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't alive. (laughs) You weren't alive in 2006? I'm joking. How old are you now? Mm, 23? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. It was only 10 years ago. <laughs> She's 13. She's 13 right now. <laughs> right now? No. <laughs> In 2006, I was so many more years younger than that. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know how old I was. We are mathematicians. <laughs> oh, wait. I was nine. I was, I was like the same age because like we're the same age. Yeah, we were nine because we were born in ninety seven. Sorry, so. I just got my notification that my medication is ready at Target. Which medication? Trazodone. You Adulta. still have a whole fucking bottle in my room. Let me just. No. In November of that year, uh, Jody was baptized into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. She was baptized by Travis himself, and. Uh, she did it to get closer to him because he was very devoted to being a Mormon. Um, yeah? Yeah. Was he the type of Mormon man to have multiple lovers? <laughs> that was not brought up at all. So, <laughs> in February 2007, they started uh, dating exclusively. Uh, Jody moved to Mesa to be closer to him. Um, Mesa, Arizona. Case you guys don't know. Oh yeah, sorry. This is in Arizona, by the way. Like, it's local to us. Yeah, which is how my sister was in prison with her. <laughs> sorry, I should have mentioned that before. Yeah, it's fine. I'll um, catch on. <laughs> friends of Travis said that they feared for Travis's life. Uh, Jody was completely obsessed with him, and one of his friends, uh, Loving Year, told him, "I'm afraid we're gonna find you chopped up in a freezer." What a fucking sentence! And that is a like quote-unquote, from Hughes. Why? Why would you say that? Unless you had, like, real conviction. Well, okay, you'll see why. I mean, obviously she kills him, but, like... 
So, uh, he began to feel guilty about their sexual relationship because of his faith. It was so important to him. So, he was just, like, really not feeling himself and just, like, feeling really bad about it because, you know, God and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. (laughs) According to all his friends, Jody had really, like, odd behavior while being with him. One quote was that there was a night we were all in the hot tub uh, and there was four of them. Jody was climbing on Travis while they were talking, trying to talk to them. Quote, unquote, she was all over him. I mean, like, eighth graders whose parents are out of town, like, straddling his lap and sucking on his neck. Uh, Hughes. This is a quote from Hughes. A quote from uh, Clancy Tal... I can't read. (laughs) A quote from uh, Clancy Talbot. I don't know it. <laughs> I don't, I'm just like, I'm looking at you just to make sure I don't sound like a fucking idiot. <laughs> a friend of Travis stated, she had to just sit right ne- right by him. She didn't appreciate when he would talk to another female. Uh, she didn't like the fact that if there was an- anyone that didn't know that they were together, she wanted that t- to make that clear. So she was just like very obsessed with him and just, I don't know, makes me uncomfortable makes me uncomfy (laughs) well yeah but also it's not like that's not really a red flag to want people to know you're together i understand that i understand that like this is my man yeah this is my man like we're together but also like but she having to constantly be on him and like next to him and like always holding and like sucking his neck and stuff like that it's like that's uncomfortable because he was like pushing her off of him and it was like Jody please stop like we're talking right now but she just kept doing it yeah there's a time and a place exactly in in front of four of your other friends that's not okay maybe she wanted uh, an orgy you me too (laughs) 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 Joey if you're listening I'm sorry (laughs) Joey I thought you said Jody (laughs) I was like don't apologize to her (laughs) No. Jody, how are you leaving them something this? <laughs> they have tablets. Oh. In prison. Oh. Is she dead? No. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't sure. No, she's not. She almost died. Ooh, interesting. Keep going. Well, you'll find out why. <laughs> All of his friends became more creeped out by Jody. Uh, she would follow him into the bathroom and eavesdrop on his conversations while he was in there with, like, with his friends. So just, like, no trust. No trust whatsoever. No. I mean, it's only justified if they've ever done something. And it doesn't sound like Travis has done something in the several months you've been together. No, he hasn't done anything. That's the thing. And according to Hughes, uh, she went through his phone and even forwarded emails that Travis would have between other women to herself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) They finally sat Travis down and telling him what they thought about Jody. And he was quick to just deny everything and think, oh, no, Jody's amazing. Like, you guys don't understand. Like, I love her so much. Uh, she's just an amazing girlfriend. And while he was saying this, Hughes had said, all of a sudden, I got this cold feeling over me and I knew she was outside the door. I mouthed to them and pointed at the door and said, she's out there. Travis didn't believe them, like, believe him. And so they, he opened the door and Jody was standing there with an evil face and eyes full of rage and this is a quote from Hughes intuition bro so they ended up breaking up and their relationship lasted four months ending in June 2007 because Travis just didn't want to be with her anymore because of how crazy she was and 
According to Jody, she said it was because she didn't trust Travis and accused Travis of being physically and sexually abusive to her. There is no proof on that. There's n- nothing on that that, like, could be traced back. It's like, sometimes you have to take their word for it because sometimes there isn't proof. Yeah, I understand that. I- I'm not, um, like, putting down anybody who's ever, like, been oh, yeah. sexually abused. That's not what I'm doing at all. She's a piece of shit murderer, and she probably tried to say these things just to save face. Exactly, because, like, during the trial, she denied everything, like, multiple times, so. Yeah, she was like, I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me. Um, After breaking up, she moved, uh, she moved to Mesa after breaking up, and uh, would show up at his house uninvited. She would let herself in through the garage because she knew the code to the house. She just changed it. One of Travis's friends, Hogan, um, said sometimes Travis would be angry. Sometimes Travis would be angry, and other times he would jump into bed right with her, and they would have sex. So it was just like a whirlwind. Yeah. So their relationship was just always rocky. So I don't know. Uh, they start, uh, Travis started dating a woman named Lisa, and Jody would try to scare her by knocking on her windows and doors and then running away. So she knew where this girl lived. She, like, she would, she would stalk Travis and, like, all of his, like, new girlfriends that he had. Travis's tires were slashed twice while he was with Lisa, and they suspected Jody, but when they confronted her, she denied everything. Well, no shit. Yeah. So Jody ended up moving back with her family in May of 2008, um... There was no clear reason on why that she moved, like, why she moved back, but some people suspect that it was because they had an argument. Some of the texts that were between them during this argument was, um, Travis telling Jody, you don't know the horror you caused me. Her response was, it wasn't really my intention to harm you. And he calls her a psychopath and then the lowest of the low. Understandably, because... She is stalking him, yeah. slashing his tires, but does, harassing his girlfriend. Little does he know it's gonna get worse. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like, fuck, Jody. What the fuck is wrong with you? Anybody, please, like, don't, don't do these type of things. I don't understand. Don't murder your ex boyfriend for literally moving on. Yeah, exactly. Like, we get it. Like, you're hurt. But that does not justify murdering somebody. Don't take a pottery class. <laughs> do something. Do something else. Just occupy yourself. I get it. I've been heartbroken a lot. Tamara can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, no. Definitely. Definitely. She. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times I cried because I was so sad. <laughs> but she's never... Never gonna murder anybody or, like, stalk anybody. I don't know. He was hocked up on med, so... Yep. Meth. M- yes, meth and coke. <laughs> I said med. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he was. <laughs> on med. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why am I so stupid? <laughs> June 2008, Travis was going to be attending a company retreat to Cancun and going to take a Mormon woman with him named Mimi. The Hughes had arrived to Cancun um, first because they were going to meet Travis and Mimi there. Uh, and they were planning everything ahead of time. They were calling and texting him, but he had he wasn't answering. 
Travis. Uh, yeah, Travis was not answering at all. Travis even missed the conference call that he was supposed to be leading. Uh, and then Hughes left a voicemail jokingly saying, you better be dead, bro. <laughs> That's funny. And he, not, he like, uh, he regrets he, that. Yeah, he quoted <laughs> saying, we're not laughing at no, it's just that's We're not funny. Laughing at the fact that you know Travis is dead. Yeah, but it's just funny that somebody would. It's just ironic. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Though. But yeah, he said that he regrets his choice of words, which we get it. But ooh. listen, at the time you didn't know. Yeah, you better be dead, bro. Those okay, little... so June 9th, five days since they heard anything from Travis. Nine. Uh, Nine days? Five days. Five, okay. It was June 9th. Okay. Yeah. And since they heard anything from Travis, uh, Mimi and the Hugheses uh, got a garage code from a friend that, like, Travis's garage code from the, from a friend, and they said that his roommate, Zach Billings, was there. And they asked him if they heard anything from Travis, and he responded, no, he's in Mexico. He has a roommate? Mm-hmm. And his roommate is like, he's not here? Yeah, he was like, he's in Mexico. Like, he told me he was going to Mexico. He was going on a retreat. Isn't his body in the bedroom? <laughs> That's not funny, but like... Oh my god! Not once he went snooping. <laughs> Do you snoop in my room? <laughs> yes, if you were gone in Mexico for five days... <laughs> like, I'm sleeping in her bed. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and Mimi's responding saying, He's not in Mexico. I was supposed to go with him. I was supposed to go with him. And he didn't show up. They were just like they went into Travis's room and found a pool of blood, and it continued all the way to the bathroom where they found Tra- Travis's body crumpled up in the shower. No, wasn't the water still running? Uh, no, at this okay. point it was off. Okay. Um, but I looked at the pictures. Please don't do that. It's very uh very graphic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his body had twenty seven to twenty nine stab wounds, and a gunshot in his head. And his throat was slit ear to ear. Holy shit, I thought she just stabbed him. No. They, I've never heard the gunshot or yep. the slitting of his throat. Gunshot right in his head, and then... Nobody heard slit. that? I don't think anyone was home at the time. No, but, like, no neighbors heard a fucking gunshot? No one reported anything. Alright, uh, you know, good to know. And so, obviously, they called the police and were like, what the fuck, like, we, Travis's body is here, he's dead, he... Um, I bet that fucking roommate <laughs> was like, "Full fuck!" <laughs> I can't believe it on this. <laughs> the roommate was probably like, "I didn't stop me. It's not me. I didn't do it." <laughs> oh no! While investigating the scene, um, the police had found a camera in the washing machine. They oh. also found bloody paw prints. Paw? Palm oh. prints. <laughs> <laughs> Travis's bedroom, uh, and long brown hairs on the floor and walls of his bathroom that he only used. It was his pubes. <laughs> Just That's my leg hair. Me too. Oh. Hair. Dude, I didn't shave my armpits in like 
uh, like two weeks, and when I looked at them, I was like, uh, I was having. I want to be one of those girls who just like don't shoot their infants because that they, just doesn't give a shit about because they're so attractive. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like girls, but are they're attractive, but. they're attractive, and then they lift up your their arms, and you're like, uh, you're like, I wish I had that confidence. <sighs> you guys are the main character, and you should know that. Honestly. Anyways. So, a few hours after Travis's murder, or not murder, after uh, the investigation, um, Jody called the police and was asking about the case. How'd she know about it? I'm sure someone told her. I mean, like, okay. there was no there was no explanation on why she called, but, like... Putting yourself in the middle of yeah, an investigation. Yeah, why would you call and ask, hey, what's going on with this? Like, what happened? I guess if, like, you... I don't know. I guess I would technically do the same thing if I wanted to be, like, involved. I get it. At the same time, it's like... Why don't you lay low? Exactly. <laughs> you would be the prime suspect. <clears throat> well. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking roommate. <laughs> it was there. Oh, yeah, the roommate... Okay. He's in the house for five days. The roommate... How do you not smell anything, too? How do you not smell that? A dead body. In a bathroom. Yeah. Like, the vents are, like, it's gonna, it's gonna be everywhere. Ugh. I never I bet it was humid in there, too. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to know what a dead body smells like. I don't want to know that. Really? Yeah. You want to know what a dead body smells like? (laughs) Why are you yelling at me? (laughs) Because you, like, asked me, really? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, people always describe it. And it's like, I don't know what that would smell like. They say it's, like, called... Like, Elena. It says it's, like, a sickly sweet smell. Yeah. But it, like, it's very distinguishable, whatever the word is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to know. Just once. I think I would throw up. Yeah, I would throw up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway? Anyways. Um, according to her, she was on her way to Utah mm-hmm. to see a new guy she was dating. Her name was being brought up multiple times by friends of Travis during the investigation. She denied being in Arizona at the time of the murder, and at the memorial service, uh, she agreed to be fingerprinted by the police. So she was just like, you know, I'm getting away with this, so, like, might as well just... So she was like, let's just give my fingerprints because they're not going to suspect that it was me. Because if I give my fingerprints, that means I have nothing to hide. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Makes sense. But your fingerprints are at the scene. Yeah, exactly. But she could have also said, well, yeah, of course, I used to live there. <laughs> you know? But let's not forget about the bloody palm print and the hairs. That were and on. also the camera that's in the fucking washing machine. Yes, and getting to that. Yeah. Okay, so the investigators discovered photographs of the two in the memory card from the day of the murder. When she wasn't there, when, according to her, she was on her way to Utah. She's a dumbass. Yeah. She could have taken that camera with her. And they also discovered that the bloody palm print on the wall belonged to both Travis and Jody. No, she did not put their hands one after the other. Ugh. But how did they figure that shit out? Well, they have her fingerprints now. Yeah, but, like, it's bloody. So it's like this, and then his hand first, and then she put hers over it? It doesn't explain how she did it, but it was, like, both their handprints. She interlocked their fingers. She was like, anyways. <laughs> she's crazy. She She's insane. She's literally insane. Except she, I hope she didn't get an insane plea deal. 
good. Um, so the police ended up uh, traveling to California to arrest her. Uh, also, according to the guy that she was dating, uh, she showed up a day late, and also uh, she covered in blood. She <laughs> wouldn't pick up her uh, phone, and it would it would go straight to voicemail. And her excuse was, um, my phone died, and I didn't have like anything to contact anybody, so I couldn't figure out where I was. So she's saying she got lost. Yeah. Okay. Also, the police learned that the, is it .25 caliber? Or was it .25 caliber? .25 caliber gun had gone missing from Jody's grandparents' home. And the caliber of the gun matched the bullet being found on uh, the floor of Travis's bathroom. Okay. Not to give any tips. But at least but pick like, up the- Okay, it makes no sense to me. It's like, how can you be so messy, but then yet be so confident that you're not going to be charged with this? Yeah. It's like, you left your hair to the floor. You left the body there. You, the camera. The camera. The you, shell. You, you think throwing the camera in the washing machine is going to do something? I don't understand. Did she run the washer? Yes. It was like, it was wet. It was like drenched in water. She could have smashed it. Yeah, she could have done anything. Or she could have just not taken photo evidence. Yeah. I. She, I she could have just not killed him, I guess. <laughs> I don't understand. She like, just wasn't in her right mind. No. Not but yeah, aren't there like 30 pictures or something? Of, like, the actual incident. Mm-hmm. So. She ambushed him. I know. So. I know a little bit about this case. <laughs> I didn't know all of it, obviously. So they took Jody in and started questioning her. She denied everything immediately. She's like, no, I didn't do this. Like, we, I wasn't there. I was in Utah. And then. But they're like, Jody, we have your pictures. Time stamped. The next day, she admitted to being at his house at 3 a.m. And that they had sex. But, according to her, she said that two masked people came in and were set on killing Travis, but they let her go. Right. Right. They told her. She could have at least stabbed herself. According to her, they told her, we're going to kill your family and your friends if you don't leave right now. But not you. We couldn't just get rid of you. Obviously, the police didn't believe her. Obviously. And she was charged with the first degree. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know the degrees. She was in prison for four years waiting on trial. June 2013, uh, her death penalty trial started. Or January 2013, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Five years after the fucking murder, mm-hmm. she gets a trial. Mm-hmm. Not to, like, be, like, on her side, but the justice system and, like, the like system Five years. is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because I think she spent that whole time in prison. She did. Yeah. Like, the entire time she was on, uh, she was just waiting on her trial. I mean, like, she murdered somebody, so she deserved it, but also, like, just the system is complete bullshit, because then, like, um, people who, people who aren't, like, are not, uh, Convicted murderers or murderers or suspected murderers or, you know, suspected of anything dangerous are just sitting in prison mm-hmm. with murderers. Exactly. And it's yeah. fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. But also, that's not a very fair and speedy trial. That's no. five fucking years. Yeah. She did it. She deserves to rot in prison, but, like, Jesus. Yeah. I know. Okay. So, on the stand, she told the court she acted in self-defense. Uh, and this is a different story, a completely different story from what she told the, uh, the police. Um, according to her, he was angry with her and abused her. Okay. Yes. 
Also, she claimed that she found him masturbating to photos of children. Again, there was no proof of this. I'm not saying that what she says is a lie, but again, there was no proof of this whatsoever. None in like his computer or anything, anything like that. There's nothing. Okay. This is a quote from Travis's brother. Uh, her mission was basically to murder my brother and a second time by destroying his reputation. Fucking heartbreaking, honestly. Like, being yeah. on the stand and then hearing her not only, like, saying, like, oh, no, I didn't murder him or is in self-defense, but then saying that he did all these things to her and then was also a predator. Yeah. It was kind of fucked up. It's like, you already murdered the man. It's fucked up if it's not true. Exactly. It is fucked up if it's not true. It's like, you already murdered the man. But, of course, it gives her, like, a, well, he was looking at pictures of kids, so I just had to do what I thought. So, call 911. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Call the police. Say, hey. Uh, I found pictures of child pornography on my boyfriend's anything. Mm-hmm. And then let them take care of it. Maybe. A cab. <laughs> Still. Uh, May 2015, Aries was found guilty of first degree murder, life without the possibility of parole. Wow. Mm-hmm. 2015? 2013. Okay. May of 2013. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jody stated, I was really hoping the jury would see things for what they are, didn't ex- I, but I didn't expect to walk away. What was she expecting? I don't know. Oh. I don't know what she was expecting, but this is a quote from her. <sighs> I was expecting to do some prison time, but not life without parole. Because I murdered somebody, but you know. They should have seen it for what it was. So, to this day, she remains in Perryville Prison in Arizona. Yep. Yes, she does. (laughs) Sarah's like, I know the whole fact. Yeah. That's funny. But, yes. So, that was the case of Jodi Arias. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Interesting to find out everything she did. And what a piece of shit she is. Yeah, because yeah. I only knew that she stabbed him over 20 times. That's all I knew. I did not know she his throat and then shot him in the head. That's so gruesome. Also, okay, so... I understand, like, acting in self-defense. If this was true, her acting in self-defense, why do you need to shoot him in the head also and then slit his throat? Self-defense is not... And in the shower. Like, and then stabbing him he was in the 27 shower. to 29 times. He was in the shower. Yeah, they were showering together. What is he doing to you in the shower? That yeah. you have a knife and a gun? Yeah, exactly. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. She's... Which is why, like, I kept saying, like, the accusations are, like, there's no proof of them. Because it's just like, why are you... Why do you need to do that? Also, so excessively. Yeah. It's overkill. So, it, it literally makes no sense. Like, if he wasn't dead after getting stabbed 27 to 29 <laughs> times, like... She's gonna want to do something else to make him suffer, which is probably she probably slit his throat and then was letting him bleed out a little bit and then shot him in the head. That's probably how it went down. And she stabbed him, slit his throat, and then shot him. Yeah. Because it just it, it, unless she slit his throat and then stabbed him, but I don't think so. But it's just like you guys weren't showering together. Where were you hiding the fucking knife? Mm-hmm. You ambushed him. He was taking a shower, and you probably snuck into his fucking house. Like she did before, like she'd always do. Yeah. Come into his, because she knew the code again. I don't know why he never changed the code, but like... I don't know. But also, it's probably just like, because I'm pretty sure the pictures show her walking up to the shower. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure the pictures show her murdering him. They do. Okay, well... I looked them up. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, what... 
But the handprint thing? Like, what the fuck? I think that's just her being... Like, I don't... I hate using the word psychotic. But, like, in this case... It's just like, fuck, dude. Nothing, nothing really led up to her killing him. They broke up. Mm -hmm. And then he moved on. But so did she. Exactly. That she just was so possessive that she decided that she was going to take his life. I don't understand where, like, the switch went off. Yeah. Because, like, with Daryl, everything was fine with them. They were together for four years. Yeah. They were together for, like, four months. Yeah. So it makes no sense to me. On why, why Travis? Well, thank God not Daryl and his son. I know, but still. I'm sorry, Travis. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's Sorry hard. to, like, your family, like, Travis's family. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he didn't deserve to die. No, not at all. I, I don't know. I don't know why you would murder, like, an, an ex-boyfriend that's not doing anything. Yeah. I get that they were still hooking up. That does not give you the right to do... Not only, like... It doesn't give you the right to stalk him. Stalk his, like... His girlfriend at the time, which it's also a little fucked up that he was like cheating on his girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, but murder is never, never the answer. Well, murdering well, innocent people is never the answer. Yeah, exactly. Murdering innocent people, murdering rapists and, and uh, pedophiles. A hundred percent. That is, I, I completely, I, I think it's that, justified. Yeah, it should be justified, and they should not be held accountable for that. No. Especially if it's the parents. Oh, yeah. Like, when... Like, when that six-month-old baby was raped by a grown man, mm-hmm. literally got fucking penetrated by a grown man, mm-hmm. and the dad walked in, yeah. He absolutely deserved to kill him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. And I don't think that... I don't think that he should have been arrested. No, Like, I think the dad did good on murdering this man. And I thought that, at that point, like, police should just be like... I saw nothing. It was not this man. You would think. We walked up onto this and the guy was already dead. So. The the father was nowhere near. No. Fuck. Fuck the system because it's like there are people out there that are raping and murdering children and you are putting them in prison for seven years. Yeah. But then there are people who are doing drugs and you're like "Mm, life. Life. And it's just, like, these poor innocent people, it's, and it's, it's so sad, because it's mainly people of color. Of course. And that's, it, it's so fucking heartbreaking, because it's just, like, when it's a fucking white boy who rapes a girl, and then they're like, oh, I don't want to, his future, I don't want to ruin his life. No, fuck him. He knew what he was doing. He's an adult. Like, he knew exactly what he was doing when he took off his pants and started doing it. Yeah. Fuck the system, ACAB. You know, you guys know. You guys already know. I don't know about them. Well, because. Uh, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that this is no longer Movie Bitches. Movie Bitches was really political. You could still go listen to it. Yeah. However. You have a lot of, like, political, like. I don't think it got movies. taken off of Spotify. Really? Yeah. I think it's up there, but it's under our fucking name because I accidentally changed it. Yeah, I saw that. So. So, you guys, if you want to, you go listen to. It's, movie bitches. It is not movie bitches anymore. It's called uh, Moody, a true crime podcast. But the picture is still movie bitches. But the picture is pink, and our picture is not pink. <laughs> anyway, 
And it's under my name, Tamara Davis. So, like, you can look yeah, at Yeah, because she's like, fuck Azriela. You can only put one name. You can put Tamara and then Azriela for the last name. But, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is her podcast. Her podcast only. <laughs> uh, is that it? Is that our whole... Yeah, I mean, is there, is there anything else you want to discuss? I don't... I don't think so. Anything else you want to say about the case or any any questions you have? No, I don't think so. I mean, she's still in prison. It's yeah, going to be there forever. Yep, going to be in the prison for life. And I think that she deserves it. Yeah. I don't think that people like that is are technically rehabilitative. Yeah. The words, I don't know. My case is next week. I am working on something and I'm like, fuck, because I'm trying to research the victims because there's multiple and there's multiple suspected, but there's only one confirmed, but there's multiple suspected and I'm just trying to figure out all of it. I just found out the case that I'm going to be doing. Um, I will warn you guys, it's about a child. So so we're gonna do child, adult, child, adult. Well, it was just because like it was the first case that popped up, and I was like, okay, I'll do this. I didn't realize it was a child. It was a child until like I started doing more research. But yeah. Well, it's like how you didn't realize Danny Barter was four. Yeah. Yeah. So the child ones are gonna be tough, but yeah, those they, those are always really hard. But they also do. need recognition. They do. I feel like not a lot of people like talk about it. Not a lot which, of people do like detailed child cases. And I, I understand why, yeah. but at the same time, it's just like these poor children are not getting. They're innocent, and they don't, they don't need to be forgotten just because you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just. Well, look out for our next episode next week. And this was Moody, a true, true crime, crime podcast. podcast. Sorry for like not being able to speak guys i'm really tired yeah me too but i slept for a long time today so all right well bye bye, bye.